What's wrong with her? I don't know. This won't do. We need her responsive. Parker. Parker. Wake up. This cell is disgusting. Who told you to keep her like this? It's what we do. Get someone to clean her up. A woman. Not you. And back off on the tranquilizers. Yes, I know she's out of control. Let me deal with that. She's no use to me like this. Immunes are truly pathetic. Yeah? Lots of people are pathetic, including those that don't do their jobs properly. We need to get her back on her feet. She has no idea how important she is. Everyone's Happy, Episode 4, Resistance. Sleep doesn't come easily on the outside. I lie on the narrow bed, three scratchy blankets pulled up to my throat, but I'm still shivering. How do people survive out here? How do the animals survive? Ben is in the other bed, dead to the world. Seems he can sleep anywhere. Sid burns wood from the forest to keep the fire alive, but it's still so cold. It blows my mind that people live this way. They eat real food, meat from the livestock, and real vegetables grown in the ground. They harness the sun and the wind and the rivers and even the ocean for energy, and they trade their produce and skills at markets, just like in the old days. I told Sid I'd like to visit the ocean. He tried to describe it, but... I don't believe he's been there. Sid. Hangers, guns, and and Ben, with his crazy theories of kidnap and the resistance. I've left everything I knew behind. Everyone I loved, and now I'm stuck out here with no idea what I'm doing. And the rain just keeps on and on. We could do with a dome to protect us from all this weather. (laughs) Irony. The last refuge of the damned. I want to talk to you. Okay. Hangers. What? Don't have anything to say? That doesn't mean anything to you. Should it? Okay. Let's try another. How about a stash of guns behind your house with the hangers symbol on them? Not here. Yeah. I've seen what's in your barn back there. And I know what hangers means. I also know that my grandma used to have something to do with them. You better start talking, Sid. Get in. No, get in the back and keep your head down. You don't show me another fairground? No. We're going to the resort. His words take my breath away. I press my cheek to the cold plastic bench in the back of the truck and try to calm down. The resort. I, I can feel myself going, slipping. The old fear, the old anxiety returning. 
I, I didn't think I'd feel it out here. Somehow, stupidly, I, I thought I was cured. Parker. Parker. What's wrong? Nothing. You're trembling. Gone as white as snow. Is there anything I can do? No. I'll be okay. Just just give me a minute. He's standing outside the truck, staring down at me as I lie there, shivering like an idiot. And he's soaked through, his, his jet black hair plastered to his head, his jacket dripping. Here, come and get in the front. Put this over your shoulders. He looks... How can he look so good? It's not right. Why is it always rain out here? Have you never read about the climate catastrophe? I smile at him and his mouth twitches. And suddenly, we're both laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought... I never thought I'd be laughing about the great climate catastrophe. You're not laughing at it, you're laughing in it. (laughs) What you said back there? Where are you taking me? You'll see. Hold on tight. This road used to be a bit dodgy back in the day. Now it's downright terrifying. used to be a watchtower. Look, I wanted you to see that. I can't see anything. The rain's blinding me. Stand behind me to shelter. Look where I'm pointing. We're in some kind of stone structure. Crumbling. Ancient. The steps we climbed were so worn they were concave. I feel as though I could touch the clouds from up here. The clouds that are threatening to destroy us. What am I looking at? Don't you know? In the distance through the driving rain I can see something nestled into the landscape something huge it stretches from hill to valley rising and falling like a a gossamer bowl turned upside down oh I I don't is that you've never seen it like this before it's really something isn't it it doesn't look that way in the literature they show us what I said can we go inside I'm freezing Your grandma used to love coming up here. She said seeing that dome from the outside gave her a sense of perspective. Grandma came up here? Not for a few years now. Her knees made it difficult. I think this was a favourite place of hers, years ago. She was the one who told me about it. They used to light fires up here to signal the other towers. Sid, I have to admit, I'm finding all this difficult. I know, the journey is hard. And seeing your dome like this... It must be painful. You miss your family. No, it's not that. Although, yeah, all of that. But you knowing my grandma, how can that be? How did you know her? I don't understand. I'll tell you, but it's a long story. You might not like what you hear. Are you willing to take that risk? Look what I've risked so far. I need to know. And I need to know about the resort. You said... 
we were going there. His eyes flicker. There it is again. But as I hold his gaze, something happens inside me. It's the strangest feeling. I'm looking at him, but I'm not seeing him at all. I'm only aware of myself. I'm wondering what I look like to him. I'm hyper aware of my face. My eyes that I think are too wide, my nose that's too long, my hair that's torturously messy now, and... Why why would I care about any of that? Let's sit in the truck. I've got food in there and it's a little warmer. Sure. Yep, that's not a problem at all. My orientation counsellor didn't mention any of these negative feelings. Have some coffee. It's hot. Real coffee? Isn't that a stimulant? (laughs) It's banned in the dome, isn't it? This won't hurt you, Parker. Just drink it. So, go on then. Tell me about my grandma. You said you had a long story. I'm ready. Okay, but bear with me. I'm not used to talking so much. What you have to understand is... Back before the great rezoning, life was very different to this. I know that. I have been to school. Will you let me tell the story my own way? Sorry. People valued their freedom, like the right to vote for the government of their choice, the right to live where they liked, to move around the country whenever they wanted. But of course, slowly those freedoms began to disappear. Because of the happiness programme? No. It happened way before that. You don't understand. It's not your fault been brainwashed, like everyone else. The happiness programme was a convenient way to cover up what was happening, to keep everyone docile, like the cattle in the fields of the days before. But the real damage happened during the period of time before the rezoning. My grandfather used to tell me stories of the old days. He was a factory worker, a good, honest job. He loved this town, took pride in his work, but the ruling class, they were corrupt and they took away everything, bit by bit. They took it all. First it became too expensive to heat where you lived, then too expensive to eat. You had to rely on handouts, food banks, rely on the state. But then if you didn't toe the line, they'd take the handouts away. Do you see? But it's like that now, isn't it? They give us everything we need, but if we don't do what they say, they can take it away at any time. The happiness programme is a form of control, after all. It's just one that everyone really likes. You're starting to understand. Back then it was all blamed on all these external factors. Globalisation, the economy, war, and of course the climate catastrophe. And all of those things were real. But the ruling class used those events to gain power over everyone else. History has seen it time and time again. They crushed the workers the people with no land, no money, no say over how things are done. So, what happened? What always happens when you try to crush people. There was an uprising. Lots of uprisings. Started slowly. So slowly they didn't notice. People getting together and going on strike. 
and so many strikes. It was chaos. The country came to a standstill. And the more the government pushed back, with laws to stop population, having basic human rights, the more the people got angry. Eventually it was civil war. Nobody talks about this. It's been wiped from history. Erased. Mainly because what happened after was so shameful. There was a special unit of army set up to hunt down the leaders of the uprisings. They were ruthless. And by this time, no one knew who was in control. The government was fractured. A coalition that was falling apart under the strain of trying to run a country in chaos. Someone came up with the idea of getting rid of the leaders by hanging them. And then leaking the videos of the hangers to the internet. As a kind of deterrent. That's... I don't know what to say about that. Who could do such a thing? It was barbaric. But it set the tone for more brutal behaviour on both sides. The resistance, as they began to be known, took up the name of the Hanged Ones. Which became the Hangers? Yes. It was shortened to that over time. I'm sure they did their own share of hanging in return. Although, to my knowledge, neither my granddad nor your grandma were involved in that. Well... But they were involved in the rescue missions. They were? The rezoning was the final solution. Move everyone into huge megacities where every citizen can be monitored all the time. Policed. Controlled. Subdued. By now, the summers were blazing up, and the winters were dangerously cold. So it was an easy sell to most of the population. Technology existed to cover these cities in a climate-controlling force field and keep everyone safe. And the great thing was, the government knew they could simply leave the hangars outside the domes to rot. Or freeze. Who cared? They couldn't get inside. And nobody would want to get out. That's just... That's so cruel. I suppose they thought they were doing the right thing. For the majority. What did the hangars do? At first, they tried to sabotage the building of the cities. There was a lot more fighting, many deaths. Most of the leaders were captured and held in prisons. By now, they'd stopped executing them because that had backfired. The government needed to look caring and benign to get the voting population on side. <laughs> I bet they did. My granddad, he refused to go into a dome. He said he would suffocate in one of those things. He lived his whole life outside in the fresh air. Couldn't imagine being caged like a zoo animal, he said. But your grandma made a different choice. A braver choice, I think. She took her place inside then carried on working for the resistance. She helped rescue many people from the prisons and got them places inside the domes. She was clever. And resourceful. And charming. I loved her very much. My grandma was a hero. She was. How did she do all of that? With help. From you? From a lot of people. Suddenly I'm desperate to get back to Sid's homestead. I want to listen to more of her tapes. I need to hear her voice. And I have a bad feeling deep in my gut. I can't describe it, but it's there all the same. Can we go back, Sid? I feel... I don't know. I feel like something's off. Do you often get those feelings? No. I don't think so. Why? No reason. See that building there? At the edge of the dome? From lower down, the dome is magnificent, but also monstrous. The force field itself has a amorphous quality... One moment there, the next not. The black building attached to the side. Do you see it? Yeah, I see it. That's the resort. The resort. At last. Parker, 
Your grandma made me promise I would do everything in my power to make sure you never went there. It looks so innocuous. Just a box, a massive black box, like an enormous warehouse. It's the size of ten apartment buildings and it's a strange matte black with no windows and no discernible entrance. Believe me, it's the most terrible place you could imagine. Tell me. Parker. What? He keeps glancing at me. There's something in his eyes that it takes a moment for me to recognise. It's not an emotion you see often in the dome. Pity. You don't need me to tell you. What do you mean? Your grandma didn't just ask me to make sure you never went to the resort. She told me to make sure you never went there. Again. Her name was Parker. Can you hear me, Parker? Try again. She's completely unresponsive. Get a line in. Parker, can you hear me? What did you do to her? What did you do? Parker, it's Dad. Janelle, calm down. We need to get her to ICU. I'm going to get you out of here. Two more days. Ben. Check the house. Ben? Ben? The door, hanging open, smashed to pieces. Inside, carnage. Sid's house is basic, a wooden table, low benches, furniture he made himself or scavenged. Now, all of it's smashed, ransacked. Ben! Parker, where have you been? He rushes towards me, and I see his leg is covered in blood. What happened? Bandits. The guns are gone. No, enforcers. Were they looking for us? Did you see them? I... no. Then how do you know it was enforcers? Wouldn't they have taken you? Sit here. Let me look at that leg. Ben, let him look. Your trousers... they've been shredded. He's been shot. It looks like it's only a flesh wound. I'll dress it, but then we need to move. Parker, get me fresh water, then go back and pack your things. Then gather all the produce you can find and load it into the truck. We leave at nightfall. Where are they? Gotta be... Oh, thank you. Pack as much fresh stuff as you can fit in those boxes. Right. I grabbed the dictaphone and the headphones and shoved them into my waistband. Then hide the tapes in my pockets. Then I pull them all out again and insert the next tape into the machine. Put on the headphones, ram my cap over the top and hide everything again. He's been here again today, that doctor. He always wears a face mask, but those eyes... They remind me of an actor. Now, what was his name? He was in that old film I like. What was it called about a man who murdered lots of people? Oh, 
What was it called? Not all of Grandma's tapes are going to be about the resistance, it seems. I can't help but grin as I carry on shoving my clothes into my backpack. <laughs> she loved her old films. What are you doing in there? Packing. I pick up the bags and take them through to the living room. Ben's leg is clean now and I can see the pulpy mush of the wound on his thigh. It, it turns my stomach. There are dried goods in the kitchen. Your pal here is pretty brave. Well done, Ben. I'm going to go and pack up the kitchen. Grandma can keep me company. Where's Ben? He's using the bathroom. Right. I want you to have this. I don't want a gun. It's a semi-automatic pistol. Check it's loaded like this. See? This is the safety. Are you right or left-handed? Right. But I don't want to have a gun. Keep your dominant arms straight and pointed at the target. Look at me. See what I'm doing? This is your trigger finger. You put it here, control your breathing, and when you're ready to fire, squeeze. Thanks for the lesson, but Sid... Take it, Parker. Take it. Out here, you never know when you might need to defend yourself. Are we going or what? We're going. Where? Somewhere nowhere near as nice as this. Great. What about your animals? Where did they go? Set them free. They're on their own now, too. were here, Parker, we were talking about your test results. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. We run a lot of tests. <laughs> you must get sick of them. Not really. This latest one, um... Yes, here it is. It's the personality profiling test. Okay. Well, I found it fascinating. Have you heard of Maya Briggs? The 16 personality types. They went out of fashion in the 2040s, but then they were developed into an additional 56 types and mapped into the genome. And there really is a lot of correlation with... I can see I'm losing you. No, it's interesting. It's okay, Parker. I love my job and I get a bit over-enthusiastic sometimes. Anyway... Your tests were interesting because... Oh, so I was waiting for you to ask why there. Oh, um, why? Are you okay? You don't sound... Is there something wrong? Have you been experiencing any of the negative emotions? Sorry, I should have checked this at the beginning of our session. I was getting carried away. No, 
I haven't. It's okay if you have. You know that you aren't expected to be... I know that. You tell me every time. I'm fine. All right, then. So, this personality test. It's very exciting for me because you, Parker Bradshaw, are a type X05. Um, wow. Yes, I I know that means nothing to you. (laughs) But let me tell you, it's pretty special. X05s are rare as robot's tears. They make up only 0.2% of the population. What do you think about that? I think it's... cool. You should think it's cool. I've never met an X05 before. So, Parker, I'm very pleased to meet you. Ah, there's that smile. Now that's as rare as robot tears, too. What are you? Oh, I'm a runner de mill Q17. That sounds good, too. Do you want to know a secret? Q17s are the happiest personality type. We're just naturally jolly. <laughs> so, even without the National Happiness Programme, I'd probably be feeling just fine. Lucky me. Yeah, that's... Lucky, for sure. Your characteristics are individualism, empathy, social justice. They really are a noble lot, the X-05s. Not much is known about them, though. Are we naturally happy too? Um, It doesn't say. But it doesn't matter anyway, Parker. Soon we'll have the dosing right and the effects will be in your system for good. So smile. What's the slogan? With a smile on your face... The world's a better place. That's it. Now, next is the art association test. I want you to draw your emotions to these materials. Just anything that comes to mind. Don't hold back. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to worry about at all. What does social justice mean? Hmm? Uh, Nothing. This is your other home. A train carriage. A completely dilapidated, abandoned train carriage. Don't knock it. It's the only place we have to call home right now. If there are bandits around, we need to give the homestead a wide berth for a while. Oh, it's cute. Sid, I like what you've done with the place. I thought you gave up being a fake when we left the dorm. Oh, great. It's raining again. There's food in this box, and you can make up beds for yourselves through there. Get some rest. He's so charming. Don't. Will you help me? In case you've forgotten, I was shot in the leg earlier. (sighs) It was a flesh wound. Do you even know what that means? Or what it feels like? It hurts like hell. Sorry. Come on. What were you doing when the homestead was attacked? What do you mean? What I said. Where were you? How did it happen? Where were you? Out with Mr Charming again. He was telling me about my grandma, Ben. Don't be horrible. Why are we always arguing? It was never like this in the dome. Because we had to pretend to be happy all the time. Are you crazy? Don't you understand that? 
So you were pretending to like me? No. I don't know how to make him understand. Ben doesn't seem different out here, whereas I'm... I feel free, Ben. I can breathe now. I can feel. I'd rather be happy. I'd rather not be here at all, and that the programme had worked for me the same as it works for everyone else, but it didn't. I'm trying to accept that. It seems like there's more to it than that. Something you're not telling me. I'd love to tell him what's on the tapes. He's my best friend. I'm my oldest friend. It's not fair to keep him in the dark, but I can't. It's Grandma's secret, not mine. There's nothing. Parker, who on earth would I tell your secrets to? You are literally the only person out here I know, apart from Mr Nice over there. I heard that. I wake suddenly, still sitting upright, my knees pressed against the furry back of the seat in front, a blanket wrapped around me. Did Ben do that? He's stretched out across three seats in the row opposite, snoring softly. I hear movement at the other end of the carriage. Sid. It's far too cold to sit here, and I have so many questions for him. Now seems as good a time as any. Hey. You need to rest. Go back to bed. It's hardly a bed. How did you find this place? It's almost completely covered in vegetation. Do you stay here a lot? When I need to. Trains were decommissioned over 40 years ago. Many, like this one, were literally stopped on the tracks and abandoned. They preserve surprisingly well, given the right conditions. These are the right conditions? (laughs) Might not seem it, but this is sheltered. The hills protect it. Plus, no one has found it yet, other than me. So nothing has been scavenged. There's a kitchen, a toilet, comfy seats. Hmm, that's a matter of opinion. Go get some rest. What were you doing when I came over? Are these plants? Nothing. They're obviously not nothing. Let me see. Parker, no. I lean over his shoulder. Two things hit me simultaneously. And they're equally confusing. One, I want to touch him. I want to put my hand on his shoulder and see what it feels like. Doesn't he get cold? How can he only wear a vest in here? But then, I see the blueprints that are rolled out on the table. Is that... Is that the plant? I told you to go and rest. The plant where my dad works. (sighs) Sid, what's going on? Why do you have the blueprints for the plant? This isn't the time. Why isn't it? Parker. Tell me. And then, it suddenly starts to make sense. Wow. I have been so stupid. Ben was right. Of of course he was. Sid is with the resistance. The guns marked with a H. Hangers, the grandson of a committed anti-establishment worker, left out here all alone for who knows how long. He's probably crazy. He might well be dangerous. He hates the dome and all it stands for... And he can get in and out without anyone noticing. And he has blueprints for the plant. Are you... Are you planning an attack on the plant where my dad works? Wow. You are. And all this time you've been pretending to help me, pretending to be my friend, while secretly you're intending to go back into the dome and put my family at risk. 
And you know I'm only here so I could protect them. That's my grandma's son. I, I thought you cared about her. I do care. This was her plan, Parker. You've no idea what's going on. You're just a teenager struggling with her emotions. You're like a newborn baby. You don't know how to live in the real world. What's, what's going on? Why are you both shouting? It's fine, Ben. Go back to sleep. None of that is my fault and you know it. I'm telling you this. You are not attacking the plant. I won't let it happen. Not only will it happen, but you're going to help me. <laughs> like hell. You will. One way or another, you will. That's exactly why you're here, Parker. You just don't know it yet. Everyone's Happy. Created by Joanne Phillips. Starring Rebecca McLaughlin, Harry Gill, Paisy Iqbal, Diana Manthe, Noah Fox, Laura Sergina, John Beagles, and Judith Jenkins. Written, directed, and produced by Joanne Phillips. Studio recording and mix by Mick Haydock. Sound design by Zoran Nikolic. Theme music by Rebel and Sons. Special thanks to Anne Renshaw and Laura Rinney. For full credits, transcripts and more, visit gravytreemedia.com. Everyone's Happy is a Gravy Tree Media production. <laughs> <laughs>